0: Taiwan has opened a de facto embassy in Lithuania, its first in Europe that's under its own name. The Taiwanese representative office in Lithuania had its grand opening in the capital of Vilnius on Thursday. Other Taiwan offices in Europe used the name Taipei to avoid recognizing Taiwan itself due to Chinese pressure. But Lithuania chose to brush aside China's fierce opposition to deliver a diplomatic breakthrough for Taiwan.
1: With a big thumbs up, they marked the establishment of the Taiwanese representative office in Lithuania. Envoy Eric Kuan and his staff were all smiles as they opened Taiwan's first office in the EU that's under its own name. A guest at the grand opening was 89-year-old Vytautas Landsbergis, the first Lithuanian president. The founding father of the Lithuanian Republic, he made his way to the new office to convey his congratulations. Also present was longtime Taiwan supporter Zigimantas Mantas Pavilionis, chairman of the Lithuanian Parliament's Foreign Affairs Committee. On Twitter, he posted a photo of the office's shiny new plaque and hailed the opening as, quote, a historic moment. He said that upon hearing about the Taiwan office's launch, he and other friends of Taiwan rushed over during their lunch break. Some even shed tears of joy. But as expected, the launch has drawn condemnation from Beijing.
2: It is an extremely egregious act that grossly interferes in China's internal affairs. The Chinese government expresses strong protest and firm objection and will take all necessary measures to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity. The Lithuanian side shall be responsible for all the ensuing consequences. Having Taiwan in its name is a breakthrough in itself. Yet China continues, through various means, to oppress Taiwan. The people of Taiwan should also stand more united and not let China have its way. China's reaction came as no surprise. Chairman Pavilionis said
1: he believes that other EU countries will follow in Lithuania's footsteps. He disclosed that in a recent phone call with Czech Senator Pavel Fischer... Pavilionis expressed hope that the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in Prague can also
2: be renamed to include the word Taiwan. This model of engagement is actually a very good one. It's a bit like what was used in the past for the Germanys or the Koreas, where both are recognized. But this model is more
3: Taiwan-style.
2: Approval for the office wasn't a unilateral decision on Lithuania's behalf. It had the blessings of other EU member states. Even in the face of possible retaliation from China, the member states are on the same page. So if China were to retaliate, it would face a much larger opposition from all EU member states. Perhaps even all European countries would be against China.
1: Prior to this, the last office Taiwan opened in Europe was the Taipei Representative Office in Bratislava, Slovakia back in 2003. 18 years later, the office in Lithuania not only signals a new era in Taiwanese diplomacy, but also reflects increasing pushback against China.
0: Earlier this year, the world's top chipmakers responded to a U.S. request for data pertaining to the ongoing chip shortage. The responses of four Taiwanese companies have been leaked by a Chinese media outlet. They are TSMC, Power Semiconductor Manufacturing, United Microelectronics, and Vanguard International Semiconductor. Among the four foundries, TSMC disclosed the least amount of sensitive information.
1: These foundries still went to great lengths to protect their clients and related information. If related data had been provided, no matter what it was, if that data had been handed over to competing American chipmakers, then the harmful impact would have been even greater. The clients are in a hundred times more of a hurry than the U.S. Department of Commerce, so I think that these companies will find their own paths. To be frank, I think that this is a political move on the part of the U.S. Department of Commerce.
0: The report provided screenshots of questionnaires submitted by the foundries. TSMC gave details on its own production capacity and recent integrated circuit production. It also gave sales data on its product with the largest order backlog in the most recent month. However, it withheld the name of the product in question. After repeated pandemic postponements, the 2021 Taipei Lantern Festival will finally kick off in December. The star of the show was unveiled at a ceremony on Friday. It's a light sculpture of robo-ox. After this event, Taipei will host another lantern festival in the short span of just two months. For organizers, this will certainly be a busy yet festive winter. Whoa!
4: This suspended light sculpture is the mascot of the 2021 Taipei Lantern Festival. After a delay of many months, the public was finally given a glimpse of the artwork, titled New. (laughs) The dancing robotic ox was designed by renowned Taiwanese artist Akibo Lee. Measuring six meters tall, the carbon-fiber sculpture's likeness is featured in the festival's main visual, an auspicious paper lantern. But for all of its splendor, it was locked away in storage for almost 10 months.
1: We overcame many difficulties, including issues with its mechanical system. Unlike in concerts, where the sculpture only has to last through the one show, this piece will be shown for 10 straight days and made to move every 30 minutes, so it has to be very durable. We've tested it many times already, and there aren't any issues so far.
3: Our
1: dancing ox represents Wanhua District's emergence from COVID to a hopeful future. The event will be held both online and offline. We welcome everyone to join on-site to see the lanterns, or you can also look at the lanterns online.
4: Wanhua District was chosen as the festival's location, as it was among the hardest-hit areas of the COVID outbreak in May. Organizers hope the upcoming Lantern Festival will revive local tourism. The Lantern Festival was postponed twice due to the pandemic, first from the original February 26th to mid-September, and again to December 17th. Hot on its heels are Taipei's Lantern Festival for the Year of the Tiger. Taipei's tourism department says it'll be a hectic two months.
1: Putting on this postponed Lantern Festival is indeed grueling for our colleagues because at the same time we're preparing for the 2022 Taipei Lantern Festival which will be in Shilin District. The Taiwan Lantern Festival is also overseen by the same team so they have three Lantern Festivals on their plates. It's a lot of work so all of us at the Department of Information and Tourism are taking turns to help them out.
4: With three lantern festivals to come, Taipei officials are crossing their fingers for a busy winter season.
0: Room bookings at centralized quarantine centers are now open. Ahead of the holiday season, 7,200 rooms have been set aside for international arrivals. Bookings for December accommodation began Thursday at noon. So far, just over 10 percent of rooms have been booked. Reservations for next January and February will open next Tuesday. High demand is expected on the day by Taiwanese expats coming home for spring festival. Taiwan closed its borders to non-resident foreigners in May as it battled a rise in COVID cases. Although the outbreak has eased, foreign spouses of non-citizens are still unable to enter Taiwan due to epidemic prevention measures. For most of the news, reporter Stephanie Yang caught up with a Turkish man, Yunus Burak Aydin, a holder of an ARC or resident visa, who has been separated from his wife for several months.
5: This is Yunus Barak Aydin, an ARC holder from Turkey. He has lived in Taiwan for over seven years. He wrote a letter to the government hoping to help himself and others rejoin family amid the pandemic. Aydin and his wife have been separated for two months now due to Taiwan's closed borders. Although he and his wife have both secured jobs in Taiwan, his wife is still unable to enter.
3: he got a position in uh, Changgang Hospital. Uh, in Lincoln and she cannot enter Taiwan because she doesn't have an ARC right now. I have an ARC because I'm working here and I have a work ARC. She's eligible for ARC indeed in a couple of ways. First, she is legally married to me. Second, she got a job from here, right? So she has multiple ways for entry, but she cannot get ARC from Turkey she can you can only get arc from taiwan i was hoping that they are going to open the border soon in taiwan because after the surge in the summer Uh, Right now, it got back to normal again, right? Right now, it's very stable, like zero cases most of the days, sometimes one cases, two two cases.
5: Aiden praised Taiwan for its success in handling the pandemic. But he said that being with one's family is a basic human right. In September, Taiwan lifted its curbs on the entry of the non-citizen children and spouses of Taiwanese nationals. But restrictions are still in place on the family of foreign residents.
3: We thought that, okay, we are in the same station, right? Only difference is we are foreigner and our like spouses and our children are uh, foreigner as well. We reached out to CCC. I reached out to immigration, immigration uh, agency as well, uh, like Minister of Foreign Affairs. I wrote letters to them, and actually they got back to me very late, uh, especially the CCC, and they told me that like uh, borders are closed because of uh, Delta variant and uh, they cannot take these risks right now, these kind of like things. Yeah, we don't know what to do. And actually we have um, a line group for the people in the similar situations. And um, some people are even like a worse situation uh, because they have like children, they have like pregnant wives, they cannot come together. It's really so sad.
5: In November, Taiwan opened its borders to Indonesia migrant workers. It will also welcome Taiwanese expats from around the world next year over Spring Festival. Aiden says he believes that opening borders for families of foreigners is now more important than ever. With Christmas right around the corner, his wish is to reunite with his family for the holiday season. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Zhong Shuhui in Taipei.
0: A Taiwan army field ration was found washed up on shore of Okinawa last week. It was discovered by a hungry Japanese man who opened it to find an energy gel drink, brown sugar biscuits, beef jerky, dried mango, nuts, chocolate syrup and candy. He gave it all a try and wrote a review on Facebook saying it was quote not delicious but not that bad either. <laughs>
1: Biscuits spoil the easiest when exposed to moisture. If they were okay this time, it means that this field ration that drifted all the way to Okinawa to be consumed by a Japanese man, this food pack is a credit to the Defense Ministry's Rations Unit and to its excellent packaging design. Actually, field rations are not meant to be gourmet fare. You'll find that most field rations are tough as hardtack. The thinking behind it is that the rations have to be easily transported.
0: Taiwan's military field rations had a major rehaul in 2018. Instant coffee and oatmeal were replaced by energy jelly drinks and energy bars for quicker preparation and consumption on the field. While well, this winter season, inflation is on the menu. Restaurants like Ding Tai Fung and McDonald's have recently raised prices by up to 4 percent. Even the cost of coffee is on the rise. The global price of raw coffee beans has shot up around 25 percent this year due to shipping congestion, frost damage in Brazil and a sharp decline in output in Colombia.
4: With the masterful pour, an intricate likeness of Pegasus emerges in the cup. And just like the mythical horse, the price of coffee beans is soaring.
1: If it rises beyond 40 percent, the operating costs for coffee shop owners will become staggering.
4: Businesses say they may no longer be able to absorb the rising cost. Prices for raw coffee beans are already up 22 to 25 percent. Due to a confluence of factors like reduced production, frost in Brazil, and shipping congestion, there's now far more demand than supply. Global commodity prices have had a choppy several months and are only continuing to rise.
1: Every single day, the price goes up. Could the increase reach 100%, say go from 2 US dollars to 4 US dollars? It's possible.
4: To save cash on their daily habit, locals came out to a coffee trade show on Friday to find deals. But vendors warned that coffee has a short shelf life. Stockpiling beans could be hazardous to your
2: health.
1: Actually, it's still advised that people buy it fresh. This is because in conditions of high humidity, aflatoxins toxins and okra toxins can occur in coffee beans.
4: Coffee isn't the only thing that costs more these days. Prices are up by 2 to 4 percent at chain restaurants like Ding Tai Fung McDonald's, Yoshinoya and Subway.
0: The ancient traditions surrounding salt production are experiencing a renaissance in Tainan. The district of Beimen is famous for its expansive salt fields and their high-quality salt. In recent years, there's more and more recognition for salted delicacies and related artifacts produced in the area.
2: Sunset at the Jingzijiao salt fields is a site to entrance the most stony-hearted visitor. The newly reopened Wapan salt fields produce fine sea salt. Salt production culture is synonymous with Tainan's Beimin district. <laughs> in bayman there are endless places to spend your stimulus vouchers from salted eggs and century eggs to local souvenir stores and salted specialties in cafes dessert shops or soft serve ice cream parlors we bring in creative arts to make crafts as well as practical items and salted food products the traditional specialty, Gua Mian, is pickled green watermelon made with nothing but local sea salt. The sweet and sour pickled melon is an unforgettable experience for visitors. Mian
1: is best with fish soup, but it can go with anything, meatballs, milkfish balls, clams or
4: oysters.
1: This is the only place where we will still really bring in the seawater and use our cultural traditions so everyone can see and
2: experience it. Working on the salt fields was once seen as a tough life. Now, the salt culture is a precious tradition for Bayman and one of the most irreplaceable aspects of Tainan's cultural heritage.
0: December is the start of harvest season for Taidong's custard apples. But this year, the crop has lost its main export destination after China banned the import of Taiwan custard apples and wax apples. To help Taiwan's farmers, the agriculture ministry has launched a campaign to drum up sales for the banned fruit. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang has the details.
5: This custard apple exudes a rich fruity aroma. There's also frozen custard apples and processed juice. China banned the import of Taiwanese custard apple and wax apples this summer. Ahead of harvest season, Taiwan's government has launched a campaign to create new sales channels for
4: exports.
2: We hope that Taidong's custard apple farmers will work with us in the future. The export orders are starting to come in. Fruit that's flash-frozen does not need to go through quarantine. We project that 2,000 metric tons of frozen custard apples can be exported to Japan and elsewhere in the world. New
5: orders are already coming in from Japan, Hong Kong, Indonesia and Singapore. The ministry is also working on spurring domestic consumption. On November 17th, Agriculture Minister Chen Jizong unveiled a raffle drawing for agricultural vouchers. You can enter by buying. Buying at least six kilograms of custard apples from businesses that participated in the government's
2: agricultural voucher program. There are more than 3,000 participating shops. If you purchase Adamoyas, you'll have a chance of one of the 580,000 vouchers. Each voucher is worth 888 NT. More importantly, there will be the Halshilianen website where more than 90,000 boxes of fruit have been ordered to help farmers. COA
5: has launched a platform for large fruit orders. Meanwhile, supermarket chains like Carefor and PX Mart are promoting the custard apple to consumers.
3: 然後教台灣的消費者 We
2: made promotional videos to teach Taiwanese consumers how to eat atamoyas. We have about 3,000 screens in our Taiwan stores, and we hope to play the content in more than 1,000 stores. We also have an online platform that lets people make group purchases. Supermarkets
5: are going all out to promote atamoyas, a prized variety of custard apple. They're calling on shoppers to show their support for Taiwanese farmers. For Most of News, Stephanie Yang, Zhong in Taipei.